Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the how-to of creating conscious leadership for business, life and the world. With ordinary people doing extraordinary things and being truly in control of their own health, wealth and happiness. Knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. Introducing your host, Julie Hogbin, author, international speaker, mentor, disruptor, and creator of Conscious Leadership, and property investor living in the UK. This is an interview that was conducted by Luca Bernardini on me, and Luca is one of the hosts, along with his wife, Katerina, of the London Entrepreneur Social Meet, which is held once a month in London on the first Wednesday of the month. We are currently in lockdown, so that is now online. And I have a distinct feeling that when things get back to opening up, that it will go back to a physical meet. This is about a 20 minute interview where Luca asked me to basically give him my life story um, from coming out the education system to now. So it's very truncated, as you can imagine, and linked into the how I got involved with the Entrepreneurs Institute, of which I'm a master trainer. So if you're interested to find out what I've done throughout my life in very brief detail, there are a few jobs, there are a few roles. I have changed industries and career. Um, I've spent from 18 months to about 12 years working with one company. Um, and the 12 years is the longest. I did have four positions within that 12 years. So to say that I have changed what I've done over a period is um, an understatement in some respects. I think I've had what they now call a portfolio career. But if you're interested, have a, a listen along. Um, and if you've got any questions about any of this, again, as always, please ask me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Have You Been Rogered? No. <laughs> <laughs> today, um, this is uh, Luca Bernardini, I'm your, uh, your host, and today we have with us uh, Julie Hogbin. Thank you very much, Julie, for being with us. You're welcome. I've been very uh, uh, honored, um, actually, to meet, to meet Julie and uh, a while ago, but also to, to spend some time with her, getting her to know her really well during um, uh, the recent Journey of Light. We have an epic journey through uh, India, Nepal and Tibet um, that will take a whole, a whole new episode <laughs> just to tell you just a little yeah. bit of what we did on that journey. But if you're interested, uh, go and have a look at the previous uh, posts because we, um, we did a presentation on it um, at the event last month. Oh, yeah, we did. Yes. Um, so you can, you can go and have a look at all the photos and, yeah. and, and uh, listen to all the tales. Um, today, I mean, this, uh, these, uh, these um, episodes are really to get to know the, uh, the people that come and, and uh, come to our socials uh, regularly every month. So um, what, we, what we tend to do is try to find out a little bit about their background, where they come from, how they got to where they are now. Um, so let's start, um, okay. let's start with Julie and just tell us a, a little bit of uh, yourself and how you started in, the, you know, in, the, in, in, in work, in your life, where, where you come from first, where you were born and okay. um, where you okay. grew up and, uh, and how you slowly come to do what you do now. Okay, um, this is a six decades in a potted history. <laughs> 
um interestingly had education i'll start there because it was a it was an experience um i went to a grammar school and i got misled sort of went awol for the last couple of years at in the education system so sort of went from a very bright intelligent individual who was put forward for a GCSEs a year early to leave in the education system with not a single qualification to my name um, I remember going in and writing one um, in my history GCSE O level put my name and the date on the top of the paper and then got up and left so don't follow my example for that but I'm saying that I went out on the left school on the Tuesday first day I legally could um, walked down the local high street on the Wednesday, started work on the Thursday, and I've not stopped working since. So, um, first career was accountancy. So I could calculate numbers at the time quicker than a calculator could, and I would be accurate 99.9 recurring percent of the time. Um, and became a party piece for me within, you know, when you're out drinking, calculate this. And I would do it, literally do it quicker than a calculator. Can't do it now. I've lost can you, the skill. Can you just remind us of what your profile is? Uh, I'm a creator. Creator. Yeah. Um, probably why I don't finish much that I start, but hey-ho. Um, but I've learned about that. So I've counter counteracted that. And then I went from that into retail audit. I got fed up with the nine to five working. Went into retail audit, got a company car, went round retail outlets, auditing them. And from that, because rather than just go in and tell people what they'd done wrong and leave it at that, which was what we were told to do, I used to help them put it right. Then I'd write the report. And when I wrote the report, I could say, well, this was wrong. But by the time I left, it was right. Um, and from that, through a chance remark to one of my colleagues about somebody's lack of performance in the learning and development department I was interviewed for a job as a um, a graduate trainee recruiter and trainer within retail quite funny with, uh, with your lack of qualifications yeah, exactly isn't it? it was just so I'm now recruiting graduates so you are qualified in life yeah qualified in life quality experience and everything that goes with that and um just how you can change, and it really is a massive change of where I was to where I come, where I am now. I used to hide behind my mum's skirts. I wouldn't talk to anybody. I wouldn't initiate a conversation. You would not have got me on camera or on a mic. You wouldn't. And now I stand in front of, you know, thousands of people talking from stage. So how you can change from where you start to where you want to end up is stunning. So please believe that everybody that might be listening to this. So I went into the learning and development department, absolutely loved it, worked with graduate trainees, I got 100% success rate on qualifications where previously it had been 5%. I mean, it was stunning. Loved every, absolutely every minute of it. Worked um, across the UK within the, the retailer. Um, and then took the opportunity of a redundancy package. So rather than being made redundant, I took, I aimed for it, I went for it got a nice healthy payout at the end of it also got an outplacement service which saw me ended up working with rights coots at the time it was coots and they got taken over to rights coots don't even know where they still exist so i ended up and again 
what happened, I qualified to work with them to help them do their outplacement services for other people going through redundancies, learn all about self-marketing. Can I just interrupt you for yeah. a second? I say, isn't it funny? Because we, we always hear in the news about, um, um, you know, redundancies, uh, recessions, you know, like that. But all a, a lot of businesses are created right in those moments. Yes, of course. So it yes, is important absolutely. how many chances there are when everybody thinks that there's nothing there for oh, it's, uh, it's, to go. I have to say... It's one of the best things that has ever happened to me because without that, I would not be where I am now because I wouldn't have gone self-employed. I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do the outplacement self-marketing programs I did, which I got really scared about. I only did one and then I thought I couldn't do any more. I wouldn't then have had the opportunity to work with PricewaterhouseCoopers on a massive contract with the Department of Work and Pensions, which taught me all about coaching and mentoring and change management um, with some of the best consultants through PwC. I wouldn't, wouldn't have had that opportunity. And then if I hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have ended up as a partner in a learning and development firm working um, exclusively with the charitable sector, the non-profit sector. And I did that up until 2011, loved every minute. We operated transparently. We operated on a participative management. So we all managed each other. There was no boss. There was no hierarchy, which is if you can make it happen, it's fabulous. And it's you've got to then make it happen and learn about transparency and all those sorts of things. Really questioned my own values, my own ethics, my own morals, my own uh, belief systems. Um, what, and then 2011, I thought, hmm, haven't got a pension. <laughs> hmm, spent all my money. I've travelled the world. I've had a wonderful time. Now what have I got to do? <laughs> um, and went out and learned about property investing and forex trading and internet marketing and affiliate marketing and uh, various other things. And ended up, because it's people, primary, primarily it's people, of course, bricks and mortar, um, Working with property, working with property through property, so I own them um, and do long leases. You know, you on run, them. you run HMOs now. Yes, both yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, all my properties are HMOs. I think they're safer. That's my, um, you know, my view. I love it, and I don't have any. As you can probably imagine, I don't have any issue dealing with people. So I have the conversations that are required, um, and I'm. So as part of that whole thing, as much as I've run away from learning and development and leadership and management, which was I was my specialism with chief execs, boards of trustees, that type of level is where I'd ended up working through. Um, I ran away from it in 2011 thinking oh, I cannot bang my head up against a brick wall anymore. Can I, can I ask you something? Yeah, I mean, you've sure. been both in a commercial sector and in a charity sector. Yes. How was the attitude in the charity sector different from the one that, that you it met was before? massive, massive. So when I first went into it, into working into the charitable sector, I came coming from a corporate private type background. I would use words like business. And I, I, there was a complaint made about me. And this is, you know, true. There was a complaint made about me that um, one of the organisations I'd worked for had phoned into the office to one of my other partners and said, can you please ask Julie to stop using the word business because we aren't. So when I first walked into it, it was huge, as in completely different. It wasn't, they, lot, not all, not all, but some of them didn't perceive themselves as businesses. They had no idea about profit or loss or any, anything about, and I know within the charitable commission, there's only a certain percentage you can spend on admin, um, but it, it wasn't 
some of them I worked with, not all of them, some of them I worked with weren't run as a business, you know, efficiently. Um, And slowly over the years that I did work with them, it changed. And there was a lot at the, and towards the end of the last few years I was working with them, there were a lot of people coming in as chief execs into the charitable sector that were coming out of finance, banking, private industry and they were coming in as chief execs and it was creating a massive change in a lot of the charities which was required because they had to be accountable for you know how they spent their money and I know some fabulous chief execs who've always been fabulous who've always done that um, and I know some that weren't <laughs> because it wasn't it wasn't their focus it wasn't their primary doing the service providing the service to the end user was their primary focus but of course if you do that efficiently you can do that twice as much so yeah it, it changed a lot while i was working within it fantastic and when when did you get in um, um when did you meet the world of uh, roger hamilton and entrepreneur <laughs> institute wow when did i meet entrepreneurs institute so back in 2011-12 i was told to do the wealth dynamics profiling um uh test i was told to do it I did it. I didn't know why I'd been told to do it. I didn't get a debrief. I wasn't, nobody explained to me what it was. So I did it and then thought, so what? And I have to say, I did think, so what? Um, and then, so that was about 2011-12. And then I bumbled back into, and I didn't know that was Roger at the time. I bumbled back into the Entrepreneurs Institute probably around maybe 2015-16, something like that. Um... And I was bumbling around the edges. And then maybe 2017, I signed up as a flow consultant. And then 2018, I signed... 17, 18, I signed up as a performance consultant. And then 2018, I went out to Bali and qualified as one of the master trainers for the Entrepreneurs Institute. How how did that change the way that you see your coaching and, um, you know, and the... It, provi- these tools. it provides another it provides another perspective to how we do what we do and why we do what we do and if we truly want to be successful and we can be successful in flow creating trust because we're doing what we love to do and working with people who complement ourselves and they work in flow creating trust you can get you can get a far better result quicker when you understand what that truly means, rather than trying to be a jack of all trades, a master of none, because you're going from one thing to the other. And you're, you know, if you're on the right hand side of the, of, the, um, of the square and you're trying to do accounts and systems and processes, it's going to be hard work. So, you know, work with somebody or employ somebody part time, you know, outsource that can do that bit and they love it. It costs you, le- it costs you less long term. Did you actually, I mean, when I, when I did it myself, what did, what did it when I got the report? It actually taught me a lot about myself and maybe understand yeah. myself. And I thought, actually, I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. That's what I thought. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. But it, it made me understand the way they, they are like doing things. And then it yes. was liberating in a way because I understood, okay, I always had a problem with delegating. But I understood, okay, there are people that love doing the things that I don't yes. like. Because I always had a problem thinking if I don't like something, I don't like giving somebody else things to do yeah. that I don't like because yeah. I think I'm being selfish. Yeah. But when 
you know, the understanding arrived. Yeah. I think about well, people actually love doing these things that yeah. I, I can't stand. Yeah. It was very, very liberating. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it, it, it allowed me to do quite a few quite a few big steps yeah it's it's because business you know. so I've, did did that did you have the same uh, similar experience well, or see not? i've always known that yeah you always known that because yeah. i've been in leadership and management development yeah. for over 30 years so bumping into the wealth dynamics yeah. i sort of went it's a profiling tool i know that i don't know it in that guise which is fabulous everybody that's listening to this i mean it is stunning it's a it's a completely different perspective on certain things about wealth creation um, let alone working in teams and how you grow your business. So it's got a very different focus on it to the ones I'd used in in corporate. Yeah. Because that's not about mm-hmm. wealth creation. That's about more about team dynamics and working together. Um, and you don't recruit somebody into a corporate for how they're going to create wealth, you know. But you can use the wealth dynamics, team dynamics for that if you chose to. Um, so I've always known it. You know, one of the things I always used to say to leaders was when when I would hear them or managers, I would hear them say to people, this is a really boring job and I'm going to ask you to do it. And I'm like, boring to you. It might not be to them. Stop it. Stop using those words. Um, Yeah. So it's good. It's good. You know, and there's various profiling tools out there, but it is a very good one. And it's a very well researched one. There's foundations within 5000 years of history. And there's not many you can say that about. Oh, fantastic. Well, we're coming to uh, pretty much the end of the end of the interview. Um, as we tonight, um, you know, we're now joining the um, uh, the London Social. Yeah. That is going on here at the uh, Bar Langley where we are where we are tonight. So for for those of you that are, they are um, looking at this, we we here at the first Wednesday of every month. So if you want to come and join us in London. Remember, it's easy to remember, first Wednesday of every month at 7 o'clock. Um, just before we go, just, just two words. Julie, uh, for those of you that now have, have seen what she's like and would like to hear a little bit more from her, Julie is going to be next month's speaker. I am, So yes. if you just want to have a, like, if you can sum up in one minute um, the kind of value and the content that you're going to give um, uh, our attendees next month. Okay. It will yeah. be kind of like a, a nugget. Yeah, okay. So value, huge. That's what I'll say about the value. Content will be around how we block ourselves or don't block ourselves and how if we can recognise what it is that blocks us doing the things that we want to do and work with it. I'm not, you, you know, you can't get rid of your past, but you can identify and work with the things that are in your past that enable you to do and disenable you to do. I'm going to be doing a talk on that based around conscious leadership. And somebody said to me today, well, what's the difference between conscious leadership and leadership? I said, with conscious leadership, you know why you're doing what you're doing. (laughs) You know why you're making your decisions rather than it being completely unconscious. So you create and form the base and the foundation that allows you to to launch yourself into whatever it is you want to do. So you know what you're good at and why you do certain things and why you make certain decisions. So it allows you to get over the resistors. So that's... Now, I'm not going to probably be able to cover all of that in 20, 30 minutes, but it, it will give a real good, solid foundation of what what we all need to do, me included, Luca included, all of us need to do. doesn't matter what level of business you're at or what level of success you're at, there'll always be something. Um, and if you're at the beginning, come along and listen seriously because it will really short circuit your um, 
your progress it will really short circuit it because it will give you a really good foundation to kickstart from which is what i'm all about i want to i want to help other people and support other people to 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 do stuff whatever it be and that's career promotion being an entrepreneur running your own business getting a new job you know having a great relationship with your partner it's all it all comes from the same place so it's it's sort of all encompassing it's fantastic i'm really looking forward looking forward to uh, listening to it not, next not month not giving myself much to live up to have i <laughs> not at all not at all easy peasy easy peasy um but um so for those of you that want to to know more about julie and to listen listen more to what she is what she has to uh, tell us next month mm. um, um please um you can book your tickets using the link at the at the bottom of this video um and uh, come and join us for our socials um for those of you that haven't been before uh, it's a, it's a networking event so we meet with like-minded people that one of the big attractions is get people from all walks of life this is not a uh industry um specific yeah. event but you got yeah. people that, that you know from, from all sorts of businesses or or even um, people they are thinking of starting a business so they can get a lot of valuable information in yeah, one place definitely. and we always have an interesting speaker um that that yes. informs us of something that is very relevant to 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 all of us uh, and there are, there is a chance at the end to have like a question and answer session and a little bit more networking at the end uh, and we'll consuming some food and drink as well which uh, obviously goes very well with the networking so we hope to see you all there next month uh, thank you very much julie You're for You're more than welcome and this, I hope to see interview. all of these all of the viewers next month as well Fantastic thank you very much yeah, You're welcome Thanks for listening to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. You can contact Julie on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest and hear me out. Please subscribe to her YouTube channel for how-to videos and more content. And please message Julie to have your questions answered. Until next time, remember, knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. See it, say it, write it, believe it and achieve it.